Welcome to Elevate. My name is Ellie Stiles, intuitive channeler, yoga instructor, and holistic wellness enthusiast. I am bringing you conversations to help guide you towards better ways of thinking, feeling, and doing. If you push play today, know that you are in the right place at the right time and there are messages for you. I am so grateful that you're here and I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation. Let's begin. Welcome back to Elevate with Ellie Styles, episode five. We have Daniel Tayak on today. This is an episode all about self-acceptance for men. And Daniel is a rad dad. He's a meditator. He's a teacher, emotional alchemist, podcast host, and philosopher. He offers just such supportive and encouraging wisdom for men in this episode. And He talks a lot about the common conditioning men experience, how to break free of that conditioning, how to discover self-acceptance, how to heal the father wound, how to integrate masculine and feminine energy, and so much more. His humor, his joy, his hope, and permission in his own self-acceptance is so inspiring, and it's encouraging and something I've really been passionate about lately is is bringing more resources for men because women receive this invitation to work on ourselves to get in touch with our emotions to understand them to express them and you don't see the same resources for men in the same in, in the same invitations and so if you are a guy listening to this right now and this is the first time you're kind of even dipping into this space like I I honor you and I support you and I'm just so happy that you're here because you deserve to feel held and supported just as much as anyone else and you don't have to have it all on your shoulders and you don't have to carry it all yourself and so I hope that this episode is a space where you can relax and just receive like really receive encouragement and decompress and know that I'm supporting you, I'm cheering for you. And yeah, Daniel just offers so much beautiful wisdom in this episode. So I'm excited. And personally, in my experience with men, I have felt a lack of safety just due to my own, my own traumas and experience. And I held a lot of anger towards men in general and uh generalized men as one group just due to my experiences and it wasn't until this year where I began to step into just a massive state of compassion for men because I see that men are not taught to explore this space and to get in touch with their emotions and to show weakness and just really today learning about all of the conditioning that men experience and and what Daniel shares it it was eye-opening and I just I really have compassion and empathy for for the conditioning that that men experience and um I stand by you I honor you and I'm, I'm just grateful that you're here and if this is helpful for you let me know and Daniel just shares 
in such an easeful and humorous way. So I know that it's going to touch many. Um, but yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to Elevate, Daniel. Hey, hello. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, my, it's my pleasure, truly. Mm, okay, I wanted to ask you, what are the most challenging stories and beliefs that men are conditioned to believe that are the most challenging to overcome? Mm. I mean, so much in the emotional arena, for sure. It's a little tricky uh, thinking men holistically. My dad was a little bit of, uh, maybe a rogue. He was kind of marching to the beat of his own drum. He was a pretty smart engineer guy and just interfaced better with machines than he did with people. Mm. And so I just think he didn't have a lot of people to talk to. So he wasn't like traditional like man. He, he was just really doing his own thing. And though he was very connected with us emotionally, he didn't maybe know how to do his own emotions. So I have maybe some of that condition. But it's a little hard for me to think. Like, I have to really tap in on, like, men as a whole. But I guess I could speak to my own feelings. Like, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. But my own, my own tapping back into maybe who I was uh, as a man in, in uh, you know, previous life before I had so many massive life shifts was someone who demanded everybody else validate my ego or who I was as a person and I would be offended if somebody wouldn't buy into whatever I was selling as in myself the person that I I, I thought I was um, and there's all of that in masculinity and I mean you could just maybe categorize that and kind of the you know like big truck, small dick energy kind of vibe, you know, <laughs> like the guys that are just like demanding that, <laughs> look at me, like validate my ego, you yeah. know, like the loudest, the loudest ones are always like the most hurting and the most mm. unable to deal with their emotions. And that, I mean, that just, just emotional awareness and emotional intelligence holistically among men is very lacking. Like that's not something that we're taught. We're not taught to have a feeling you just kind of suck it up and like do your thing you know mm -hmm. yeah and as, I, as I'm saying it, it's like funny it's like bringing me back uh, but that's something I did I, and something even in my own demise like I drove myself into a massive life crash through partially not being able to feel and yeah here's another one's coming up it is 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 numb like, yeah we, we're Men aren't, men aren't allowed to feel. We numb it out. Like we go, you know, buy the new toy or we go drink or we go fuck or we go do whatever mm -hmm. to, to numb out the pain of not being okay because there's no self-acceptance in masculinity. It's always pushed on everybody else and demanded that you accept me instead of I accept me fully and I'm okay with everything that I feel. Yeah, man, I'm just kind of tapping back in on how I used to feel, and it was just numbing out. You know, I used mm -hmm. to go eat out a lot, and I don't, you know, just, just shitty food, and um, I didn't do a ton of substances. I've never been a, a big drinker, but, man, my, my numb out was like work. Like, I'd be grinding at the shop for 12, 14-hour days, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
get there all butt early in the morning and just be getting after it. And it didn't matter if it was effective or not. It was like what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And even even doing that practice, the, the business I had at the time, it failed even in the midst of my grind and as hard as I could work. Um, but yeah, that's a... You're just not allowed to be okay as a man. Are you aware of that suppression while it's happening? Or would you say mm-hmm. that you were... No, no, you're just like fighting it and you're, you're, you numb it out more or you like just get mad at everybody else Mm -hmm. for not like, like believing your bullshit. Like, I don't know, this is like, uh, it's not even embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed by anything anymore. But (laughs) even when my, when my, speaking of numbing out and like the silly things we might do to numb out, when my business was going down, I had this year of this business crashing and. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Like, I have no story tied in that of, like, of something. It's just a, it's just part of my experience, which was, was pivotal and fundamental. And I remember uh, this right when, like, Pokemon Go came out. And I'm, like, a grown-ass man, right? And for somehow, <laughs> so a, friend, a friend of mine was like, dude, this is actually really fun. It was, like, when it first came out, and I was like, yeah, right, dude, shut up. <laughs> I was like, I never play any video games or anything. Like, I just, I've never been a gamer or watch TV or anything. And I remember a friend got me, like, just to download it to check it out. And I was like, okay, that is, like, actually pretty fun. Like, it was, it was fun. And I totally got, like, addicted to it. And I've never mm. been into any games. And I, and I remember I would go out to, like, run errands, like, for the, get some stuff for the shop. And I would just be out longer than I needed to because I, it was so painful to, be dealing with all the shit at the at the shop and I'd be out there like playing a little Pokemon Go or maybe a lot, you know? Like I like I was a numb out and I think I like kind of checked out with that. Mm-hmm. And like you find these silly things to do, you know, and and, I'm, and everybody's got yeah. you know their secret little things that they do that they don't tell anybody. Totally. And uh, whether that be something that's destructive to them or whether that just simply be um, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're just depressed and you, you just go like sleep in your car somewhere, like take a little nap somewhere. Um, and that's something I had done too. You know, it's just like, I, you just get tired. Like I would just get so tired. I was like, I got, it was like depression naps, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to like escape everybody and just, you know, go check out or divert somehow. Yeah. It's all diversion. Cause we don't, we're not trying to to feel into our emotions. Like, you don't feel anything. You just toughen up. Like, put your chest out and, mm-hmm. you know, like, take another hit. Like, I, yeah, I think of that. It's bringing up all kinds of old memories now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how to tap back into my old <laughs> self when you were talking about it. I was like, I don't even know what that feels like anymore. We're going in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, when did you start to really question that self? Mm. Oh, when it all dis- got destroyed. Like, I was so thick, and, and, and this is, like, classic Daniel. Like, I just stick with something until I'm, I have to be, like, abused to, like, move away from it, even if it doesn't serve me. It's, I don't know, whatever my, you know, Pisces loyalty and my Taurus moon and my kind of bull, you know? <laughs> you yeah. know the bull? You know the bull vibes we're talking about? I am that. the bull. <laughs> you are. I am the bull, you know? Where you're just, like, stubborn, you know? You just can't, like, deal with it, you know? Yeah. So... I don't know. I forgot your question. I got distracted on that. <laughs> <laughs> what was your moment in mm. opening yourself up to yeah. feeling? Uh, it was when I, I had a, everything go go south. Mm. Like everything broke. Even it was a country song. It was just fantastic. I mean, the dog didn't die, but 
he was a kind of an idiot. So, <laughs> <sighs> anyway, <laughs> and uh, I didn't lose my kids, which I'm really grateful mm. for because I they are very near and They're dear amazing. to me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, it was it was, a, it was this country song. It was like the, the business went down and. I took a job for the first time in like 20 years and it was crushing, like demoralizing. It was horrible. And I'd always worked for myself. My dad always worked for himself. And, you know, it's just the way we did it, you know. And Why did you go choose to work for somebody else? Oh, because I was just so blown out. Mm. I was so blown out. I, I couldn't even like think. I couldn't feel anything. I was, just, I was just like dead inside, like dead eyes. Like, But I was like, I got to make money for my family. And mm. I remember I took a job as a welder, like... I'd fabricated before, and I was just like, I was like, that'll be easy. Like, well, just get paid pretty good. I know it's like shitty work. I don't want to do it for a long time, but I was like, that'll be easy. Yeah, and you were like, willing to do anything. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, I just needed something that had no thought. And, I mean, welding is, uh, nothing against welders. There's some magical, magic stuff that happens in welding and metallurgy. But it doesn't take a lot of thought. Like, you get trained in how to do the weld just right, and then you just weld it, you know. Mm -hmm. After you're doing custom fabrication there's a, lot, a little more thought and things in there but design work and stuff but I just needed something easy and because mm -hmm. I was so so done and so to get to the point where I, I, I learned that oh I'm having feelings was when I was so dead inside and it, it, it was so like no like I couldn't feel anything and I was like what's what's going on here I gotta figure this out and everything has broken and I and I had freedom in that after everything broke too because and that's, that's part of the thing where it's hard for men to move into a new way of being because there's so much societal pressure on them to be strong and to be a certain way mm -hmm. um, that they can't, like they can't show weakness. That's not how we do, you know? I was like, that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I just lucked out because it's like the business went down. I took this job and it was like demoralizing and smashing and then the wife walked out and then um, I got... I had been um, in, in Christianity and like American Christianity for a long time, like the grody stuff. Um, and I had been playing music since I was in junior high and working professionally in the kind of Christian music industry and playing around at these churches and stuff like that. And I got fired from, from this one church. And just really weird, like what? Like what? Like, huh? It was just so strange. And, um, it was like every one of my identities got wiped out, like just swept up from it. I mean, my truck even blew a head gasket. Like this, whole, this drawing I was driving, just it was like everything, everything blew. Mm -hmm. um, and the freedom of that was, I was like, I came to this point, this is when I was like starting to learn how to feel, where I was like, oh, like I failed everything. And I was like, I, I like all my friends were gone. Everyone didn't know what to do with me. I was just a mess, and I distanced myself and isolated, and they didn't know what to do, and they, you know, kind of did. It's just you know, people drift away when you're there. You know, I don't know what to do with you. Mm -hmm. And I remember at this point, I was like, I've just failed everything, and I, then I, I had this like moment of zen in that where I was like, nobody expects anything of me. <laughs> I felt like this like wow. wash of freedom. I was like, I can be anything I want. Like, I can, like, create whoever I want here. And I was like, well, none of that shit worked. So maybe I'm just going to, like, try to figure out what works. And, uh, man, I spent a little bit of time just kind of being a stoner. Mm -hmm. Just, like, smoking weed and, like, <laughs> healing like that. I Honestly, it was great. 
it helped me to get in touch with my emotions. I didn't know yeah. how to feel. Yeah. And I, and I started. I remember when my when my wife walked out. I, I was so like, what what is happening? And and I didn't know what to do. And I, I was smoking a little bit. And then I and I I realized I would just like go to sleep. You know, it was like at night because it was just a mess. And I, I realized that well, if I smoke just a teeny little bit, like a little puff, and then go journal, like it actually something comes up. Mm. Like I was trying to journal. I was trying to figure out. Well, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to like get in touch with the feeling and like put it on paper. Like yeah. fuck that. <laughs> like just to feel it first is hard enough, and then like to like commit it to paper, look at it. It's like oh shit, that's scary stuff when you're a dude. You know you gotta like be tough. Yeah. And I and it softened me a little bit, and I and I I learned how to like have a feeling or two, and I learned how to like process a feeling. I remember I had like a month of these. And that was another point of Zen too. These like journal entries of like. You know, well, you know, if my ex had, if she had just been this person that I, or maybe it was like thought processes mm-hmm. as I was trying to like, you know, get in that like stony thought process. Yeah. Like you're, you're expanding a little bit. You're not, your ego's busted up. You're, it actually like messes with your, the cannabinoid system with a little molecule. Cause then that's, that's your, that's part of your emotions. Mm-hmm. That's part of your emotional system, your nervous system going through. And it kind of dulls out some things of the ego of the way things should be. It's like a very lightweight psychedelic kind of thing and knocks some stuff out. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I don't really care about that. Oh wow, what's this feeling? Like, oh, what's this thought? And um, I was able to actually start kind of feeling a little bit. And I remember that Zen of, of actually like thinking some self-aware thoughts and not just demanding everybody subscribe to my ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through this big phase of, of thinking through this thing. Well, if my ex had just done this I could have been this person and then I was like well shit if I had just like allowed her to be that then she would have never done that you know if I just allowed her to be her more and I was like well if she had just done that then I could have allowed her well shit if I had just you know and like it like let me work into like the desperation of where I was um, and then augmented with a little weed you know it really let me kind of work into some emotions and start to feel some things and to like have some self-aware thoughts for once in my life. You know, I was like, oh, what was I, 38 or something like that. Wow. And, uh, you know, it was like probably the first time in my life that I really got self-aware. And I wasn't like, oh, this is your fault because I know what's right. And, oh, mm-hmm. well, God says this or, or something like that. And demanding that somebody subscribe to whatever my way of thinking was. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of probably the first time in my life I really had some... Like true self-aware thoughts where I was really thinking about what I was like putting into the equation of the relationships and what I was putting into the equation and not just demanding mm. somebody else subscribe to my way of being, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I don't know, that's kind of when I started to maybe learn how to feel. Yeah. And then my journey took me, and like I said, I just kind of spent a couple of years, I was just kind of blown out. I didn't know what to do. And I, I was like, everything's broken. I don't, and I just was like working, God, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was just doing like odd things and do a little website work here for somebody and build something there for somebody. And, and I just was like blown. I, there's not a lot of like capability left in me. Like it was just, I was very minimal, in a minimal state of existence. And that's when I started meditating and that's when I I remember my first girlfriend after I after I'd been divorced was like 
I was probably neurotic as fuck, and I had to, like, bless her heart for <laughs> dealing with my shit. <laughs> oh, the poor woman. Shout I should probably send big shout-out, big shout-out. <laughs> I'm wearing a, the, a wrist cuff uh, that she made me, Aww. this bracelet, and I, and I actually think of her fondly. I've, I've seen her um, watching my my Instagram stories and, the, and like, the philosophy ones I'm doing lately. Don't you love that that's visible? And I'm like, I'm like, it's so sweet to me. I really appreciate it. I really hope she's doing great. Like, Aww. I love this little cuff. I think it's the coolest thing. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, my journey and, and everything. And I just think it's cool. So So she opened you up to meditation. Yeah, she, and I, yeah, like I said, I was probably, like, just neurotic as fuck. You know, yeah. and she's like, have you ever thought, have you ever tried meditation? And I was like, well, no, it sounds like a good idea. You know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember like we were at, uh, we were at uh, Ocean Beach up on the cliffs. Um, and I remember trying it for the first 10 minutes. Oh man, that's brutal. I could not, I was like, 10 minutes, that was like the hardest thing. Yeah, my brain was just, I like, yeah. it was so hard. It was so hard. And um, after that, I started trying a little bit more and. Uh, we didn't date very long, and you know, it's because I was shit show, and um, I I got more into it, and and then the space I was in, the house I ended up moving into was actually a really peaceful place, and it was a really good place to be, mm. and it was it was felt really safe for me. Uh, we had because I was just so blown, like I couldn't do, I couldn't like like I don't know how to explain how I couldn't do, but I was like not functional in a lot of ways, and and. Ended up, you know, the universe took me into this space where I kind of had this little family of, of roommates and everybody was cool and we kind of nurtured a really healthy environment and I had this like space to go sit and meditate and space to have a little peace. Mm -hmm. And I was able to just sit with myself. And honestly, I was kind of a, a very alone, but not in a bad way, mm -hmm. like in a good way for like two years. Yeah, to about two, two and a half years. I was just meditating, interacting with my roommates, maybe like an occasional girlfriend in her friends group and then you know, mm -hmm. split off and then I don't have that friends group anymore or something and just one wheeling around and, and meditating and then even the one wheeling was a meditation and teaching me how to work my nervous system and be calm and yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting time of learning how to feel mm -hmm. as a dude and becoming self-aware and realizing like what a dick I had been. And realizing, like, what, like, I was just kind of, like, now I'm, like, look at the guy. I, now I look at the, the guy I was, and I, I I feel for him deeply, like, in, yeah. in his dark eyes and, you know, just fat and <laughs> sick and not healthy. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, there was definitely, definitely, I would just look at, look at the person I was and be like, man, like, you're such a dick. But it was like, I was a dick to myself. Yeah. You know, so of course I was addicted to everybody else. Of course. And it's just, I couldn't, I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to accept myself in any way. I didn't know how to feel. I, didn't, I couldn't, you know, you just like, it's always somebody else's fault or, or whatever that is. And that's, that's kind of the conditioning, I guess, that, that men have, you know, and the, the societal bullshit of, yeah. of, you know, you got to be this way and you, you know, you're, you're this like this toxic masculinity thing mm. that we've been Hopefully, well, some of the, some of the culture is shifting out of that a little yeah. bit, and we're not we're in our Encinitas bubble with a bunch know, of hippies, so it's a little different than like being in <laughs> Montana are. or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, in that period where you were, you would 
say, you know, felt broken and everything kind of fell apart, were you experiencing a feeling of failure? Oh, yeah. But it was also the zenny failure where I failed yeah. so hard that I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do yeah. whatever I want. Like, I'm just literally like, I kind of was like, I will, I literally just, I'm just going to do whatever I want and figure yeah. it out. Like, I don't care. Because I know so many men are success driven and achievement is kind of the, the finish line, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's always like top of mind, like s- succeeding, fixing, achieving. Yep. Where do you feel like your headspace is now in terms of, you know, mm. end goal or just here's where I want to be. Like when I wake up every morning, I want to feel this way or, you know, mm. in my lifetime, if I do X or I feel X, then yeah. I will be content within myself. Oh, that's so hard because I have been intentionally resistant to developing any form of things must be this way mm. or any form of egoic demand. My, my intention is to, my, my, it's like there are things that I, I feel so called to do and have like a deep fire in my belly for and I don't give a shit if they happen or not. Mm-hmm. Like I, my intention and my only goal is to be like deeply grounded in every single moment and to feel all of the beauty of that moment, everything around me, and to see every beautiful thing, and to find every smile in that moment, and to find every bit of joy, and to and to embrace every bit of pain in that, mm-hmm. and to embrace everything in that, and to feel it all, knowing that it is all me, knowing that it is all within me. Like every single thing in there that I feel is something that I'm feeling because it's just me in that moment. So if I'm having that feeling in that moment, like, that's my journey right then. And to have that. So I, I can't... Like, the success thing is... Yeah. is has is, The success for me is to be deeply engaged. And, and to now coming out of that, you know, kind of period of, of healing. Well, not coming out, out of it. And, you know, being deeply engaged and finding... The trick now kind of in relation to that is finding how to engage on this plane... Like, uh, like the Jesus principle of being in the world and not of it. Sure. To learn to be deeply engaged with those around me, with work, with what I, my true like desire, the fire in my belly, what my gift to the world is going to be, mm-hmm. or what it is. And to do that thing with a passion while simply being in the moment, not being of it, not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Because every one of those elements are nothing more than our ego. Like, it's, it's my understanding of the way things should be. So if I say, hey, I have to do this thing, I have to accomplish this thing, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to be okay. It's like, fuck right off, Daniel. Yeah. Like, you're okay to start. And that thing's just a bonus. Yeah. If you can bring your, if I can bring my gift to the world and create something cool or create something meaningful for somebody, because that's just who I am and I'm doing something authentic... Then, then great, I'll do that. And if it shifts, great, I'll do that. And if it's over here, then great. Or if it falls apart, great, I'll do that. And I'll be in that moment and I'll find the beauty mm-hmm. and I'll find the joy and I'll keep the smile on my face and go ride my bike around town like an idiot. You know, like whatever it is. Yeah. Like whatever it is to keep me in that, in that space of joy and keep mm-hmm. me in that space of contentment. I love that. What would your advice be to 
men that are not open to this way of being at all. Like, but they're struggling to feel, they're struggling to see past achievement and past mm. the societal expectations. Mm. Let me just tap in on that. Yeah. My advice is that you are okay. That you are safe. And then even though it feels scary, that it all might fail. And you won't be okay if it fails. Like, fuck that, bro. Like, you're so good. You're so good right now. Everything you're doing is perfect. Everything you're doing is moving you exactly where you need to go. You are so safe and okay to be you, to bring your true gift to the world. You don't have to conform to the societal demands. Just look around you at how miserable everyone is. Look at your eyes in the mirror and see if you see any light in them. If they're dark, change what you're doing. Change who you are, be someone new, be the true person that you feel down deep inside of you. And you, if you gotta sit quietly to do that, or if you gotta smoke a little weed to do that, go do that. Find who you truly are, find your true gift to the world, because you're absolutely safe to bring it. Because when you bring that gift to the world, you are so fulfilled and you are so at peace and all of that bullshit and all that noise goes away. You are safe, brother. You are safe to be you. You are safe to feel. Mm. Thank you so much. That's what I'm, I would say. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was getting emotional because mm. I've just run into so many men in my own life that never felt open to the invitation to even explore those emotions or didn't know how to tap into it. I could just sense that it was something they were so uncomfortable with oh, so uncomfortable. and that there's so much underneath them. And mm -hmm. it, it truly like just makes me sad that there's, I remember I like had this super angry energy around men because I just mm -hmm. had always been disappointed around mm -hmm. men and I, I didn't, they're kind of, they can be, yeah. be a little disappointing. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. And I felt really... It's because they're disappointed in themselves. Yeah. Right? So just give them a break. <laughs> right? But I felt, in my experience, I've just felt really unsafe around men. And I remember just a few months back, I was watching... I was in a parking lot and I saw this, what looked to be a father and son situation. And they were just in the back of their pickup truck. looked like they were taking a lunch break. And there was just... A little boy there probably like seven or eight just working with his dad mm. and it was in that moment where I felt the weight of the world's expectations on that little boy mm. and like my heart just like burst open for men in mm. general yeah. because those little boys become our men in our, yeah. in our world and I just realized that there are so few resources for men to like take their jacket off and like take the weight off and sit down and feel held and feel supported and feel like they can let go for a minute or 10 yeah. or a lifetime. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, how do you like, how do you think as women we can better support men in, mm. in allowing them? Cause I know we often take on the healer role and that can kind of be toxic in a lot of ways as well. But how can we, like, give men that space without, you know, pushing and be like, tell me your feelings or, like, yeah. <laughs> open up, like, just yeah. in a very nurturing, like, endearing way. Men absolutely love 
to serve their women. They love to make them happy. It's just ingrained in us. So if it's just a gentle ask mm-hmm. of first, I'd say first to, to allow them to feel safe because they don't. They truly don't. Mm-hmm. Like as a whole, generally speaking. Yeah. Societally. To... First, to do your own work and your own acceptance. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to take some strong women to crack through these men. These are good dudes. They just got some bad conditioning. Yeah. You know? To be so safe in yourself that you can walk away or that you can be there and that you just accept yourself fully. Because then you'll be able to truly accept them fully. Because mm-hmm. they won't be triggering you or making you think something so it's like a, a, a state of of true self-acceptance and it's up to the most conscious person in the relationship to hold the space of the relationship honestly so yeah. it's kind of a shit job <laughs> for the ladies because you know i mean we all got our things so it's each side of it but hey here we are in this yeah. conversation yeah um but to come to a space of safety within self mm-hmm. and, and true self-acceptance of the knowing that you are perfection and that everything you're doing is you're leading you exactly where you need to be like that is the first key. Mm-hmm. And then as an invitation, say like, I mean, you could even throw a little little seduction in there. And be like, <laughs> babe, I love I love I love it when you like tell me what's really going on in your heart. It kind of turns me on. A trick, I'm just trick, I'm flash a tit. Be like, babe, every time you talk about your emotions, it makes me want to show them some tits. I don't know. Like guys are dumb as shit. We'll, we'll buy into that in a heartbeat. I'll be like, what? Oh, I feel, I feel funny. You know, we'll start talking. I don't know. Just trick them. comes out. Trick them. Just an dumb animal. It's like a dog, right? I mean, we're really simple. Real simple. Like, you get in those regions, simple as fuck. You have all the power as women over us. Like, we're dumb as shit, all right? You have all the power. Let's be honest. Um, so, to, to, to do a gentle invite of, you know, if you want to go the seduction route, it would absolutely fucking work. I promise you. <laughs> But to invite in that where it would please you to say, like, I I love it when you share, like, what's really going on. Like, how are you doing at work? Like, that seems like you're holding a lot. Like, tell me about it. I love it when you talk about it. And just this gentle invite. Like, I'll make you whatever you want. Like, do something, whatever. Do something. Like, bribe them. Yeah. Trick them. (laughs) That's fine. Do it. (laughs) Okay, so on a very other complicated note, what about the men that are not our potential partners or in romance, like our, mm. our dads, our brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, a Hmm. Tap in on that to feel. Cause I'm not flashing the tits. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't, flash the t- yeah, don't flash the tits. That's going to get a little weird. That's going to get kind of game of thrones. <laughs> um, so yeah, with dad, well, dads are absolute. Oh man. To, to, I mean, you talk about wanting to to please your partner. Like, it don't. It doesn't matter how hard you are. Mm-hmm. You want to please your daughter. Mm-hmm. You want to see them smile. Like I almost cry. I mean, like I'm feeling almost emotional thinking of Nelly. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just uh, like you, the daughters have more power than they don't have. There's no <laughs> seduction there. They just dads are <laughs> fucked. They got nothing. Um, so uh, to be, I mean. Healing the parent wounds are, it's such bravery to go into that mm-hmm. and to say, uh, I mean, to maybe approach a father who's been emotionally closed and 
and, you know, it's, it's tricky. Like maybe if I'm thinking of Nellie coming to me as a, you know, 20 something, maybe, you know, she's turning 10 this month oh. on the 15th. So maybe in 10 years to come to me as this beautiful young woman and, and to, man, if she came to me, well, this is me. I don't know how to tap back into my old self, into the new Nelly. That's a little bit too much of a shift, <laughs> past and future shift. Daniel's but. a very progressive parent. <laughs> <laughs> to 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 have her come to me and say like, Dad, like, I, lo- I, I you were you were like the best. I love you so much, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever the the love for Dad is, and say like, I w- I would I'd love to know more of what's going on with you and I'd love to talk about some of the stuff I've learned about myself like I know you I know you did everything you could as your parent mm. but there's some like there's stuff I want to talk about I want to go in deeper with you because I love you mm. you know maybe something like that yeah and just offering an invitation of no pressure yeah and, and because parents that are uh, not aware are constantly you got to take in mind that they're constantly being validated or trying to be validated through their children so if their children aren't doing what they think they should be doing, they feel like they're not successful. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Yeah. So you got to kind of tiptoe around that and, and make them feel that parent who's unaware, make that parent feel safe in that. Like you did everything right. Like, I love you so much. Like, I, I know you did everything you could. But even, even to say that's like a little, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but to find a way in there with that, whatever that given temperament is. And, and some guys, especially in older generations, are going to be more and more closed. Like, they weren't taught how to feel. Yeah. You know? And this is like a, a kind of a new thing in our evolution of learning how to feel as a man. Like, wow, that's something new. You know, that's why we're struggling so mm-hmm. much. We have all this toxic, all these toxic traits. And that's, you know, why we have so many men that are dark-eyed and dying sooner yeah. and dead inside and... For those men that are deeply connected to their fathers and the ways of being um, of of that parent, you know, how does one let go of that example if that's what they've kind of held in their mind's Mm. eye as their role model, as who they should be? Like, how do they let go of that and step into who they want to be and who, you know, they see themselves as? Just like the partnership relationship mm. it's up to the most conscious person in the relationship to hold the space so if you want to heal your father wound heal the father wound and when you heal your father wound there will be nothing that your father projects on you that will reflect back and if ever there is a moment where you are irked you are pissed off you are upset at your father to know that that is your father wound and that you have the power to heal that within you and within your father when you heal it in you. You heal it in you, it stops it in the line. Hmm. It's done. You heal it in you, it will not reflect back at your father. If there's some area of bullshit, it won't reflect back when you've cleared it in yourself. If you're able to change your ways of being and to become conscious of it, it will not reflect back. And so when your dad pulls his bullshit and he tries to put that thing on you, whatever it is, you know, you, you gotta do better, you weren't enough, you you know, whatever. And you can stand there and, and, and smile and say, I love you, dad. Like, I'm gonna do me. 
Like your dad's gonna respect that, cause that's much more strength than he has. And honestly, like dudes are dumb and they just go with the whole like kind of pride mentality. And and it, it's I can't even tell you how much more power there is in peace than there is in force. Like you, nobody touches you when you're in peace. As soon as you move into force, it's just a shit show of aggravated. Like it gets bigger and bigger. But the more you move out of that into simply holding in yourself in a peaceful way, like, eh, nobody's got anything on you. They can't touch you. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do that with your dad. Yeah. You know? Well, that's beautiful. What would you say to someone who, like, doesn't really know what the father wound is mm. and might be experiencing a lot of that wound? Yeah. You know, um, like, well, can we just back up and get back to basics a little bit on, on what that is and how to start healing that? Yeah. I mean, a father wound, I mean, just for, uh, give an example, uh, a simple father wound of, of the dad who, you know, didn't do well in sports and is now trying to get their child to do better in sports and putting all that pressure on the child and you got to do better. And it's like this constant feeling from your dad that you're if you're not performing well in sports then you are not loved so it's coming back to that self-awareness of like oh i am in perfection and learning mm -hmm. to love yourself and to accept yourself and to be able to do that the, the spots here's how to find the father wound if you think you do not have a father wound go interact with your father and if something upsets you in any way there it is. Yeah. You found it. You got yeah. triggered. And that trigger was a big, bright, shining light right on the wound that you were unaware of. So as soon as you learn to stop, you know, I always use the, the pointing analogy. You point the one finger out and the three fingers are pointing back. Like every time we point to somebody else and say, oh, you did that. You make me feel this way. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we are making we feel this way because 100%. of the way that we think. It is our endocrine system, which is your hormone system, triggering hormones in our bodies to make us feel things. You ever feel a cramp in your gut when you like lose somebody or, or have that feeling of loss? Like yeah. you, you're actually having a somatic sensation. There's actually hormones being triggered into energy centers there and you're actually having physical sensations. Nobody ever says like, oh, well, I'm having a physical sensation here when I have a thought of loss. Nobody ever thinks that. They just, oh, I got a, I got a cramp. I'm like, oh, I got gas. Oh, I ate some cheese. You know, yeah. whatever it is. Like, they, they, they're they not, they're not, the two. yeah, they're not connecting that there's actual thought processes. Yeah. So anytime there is that trigger, that sensation, that hurt in the heart, whatever, maybe you can't say something to your dad and there's your tightness in your throat. Like, that's a trigger. That's a mm. somatic trigger. So, and somatic is the feelings in our bodies, the things that are, that are happening. Yeah. Um, so, so use those triggers. You use them as a gift to, oh, I'm triggered in this. And then to realize, oh, shit, okay. I'm having these feelings based on the way that I think. And that way that you think has been programmed by your parents and culture and conditioning. So to use that as the gift that it is and, and look into that space where you're hurting. Now, that, that's hard to get conscious of because we're so used to pointing out at everybody else. Mm -hmm. But to start that process, to start to build the neuromusculature to start to build those neural pathways those brain muscles to go lift big heavy emotions and thoughts and stuff yeah. you know hey guys like go work out your brain muscles like instead of your <laughs> biceps like you trust me you'll, you'll be better for it but uh yeah using those those triggers as gifts and so if you want to figure out where your wounds are 
go interact with your dad and see what pisses you off. Mm. There it is. That's you. It doesn't have anything to do with them. Wow. Thank you. And thank you for just all the channeled wisdom and innately that you hold. Um, what would you say are some like very just simple daily habits that men can start practicing to just like open the door yeah, a little yeah. bit? So we have a lot of a lot of things in this arena, and I, I would recommend to men. Oh man, what's the name of the book? Oh, it's a lot of David Data stuff and masculine okay. and feminine balance and things mm. and. Just just looking up masculine and feminine balance. Okay. And and understanding that you are not just man. And you maybe have a lot of different things. Like in my in my natal chart, I have I think like six feminine elements or mm. something like that. And um I can be I'm I can be I'm like super it can be and before oh this sucked for me when I when I when I was not self aware. I was so empathetic and I would feel everybody and because I, I didn't know how to, I would feel it hitting me and I didn't know how to deal with my own emotions, it always felt like everybody was attacking me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just simple like feminine energy. Yeah. And the masculine feminine energy doesn't mean like, oh, here's your penis and here's your vagina. You know, right. it's, it's simply just energies of life. So a masculine energy and a masculine practice would be meditation and stillness. Or another, just for example, masculine energy would be assertiveness. I'm going to get something mm-hmm. done. I'm going to organize this mm-hmm. thing. And controlling, controlling, but yeah. not necessarily bad. No, you know not what I mean? bad. Like controlling in a good There's way. Like a lot like of force. Maybe orchestrating. Yeah. Or orchestrating yeah. something and organizing. Discipline. Discipline. Like, yep. Good things. Yeah. So those are are would be masculine energies, and then feminine energies is more creative. Like think of of of, of art and flow and dancing and having a fucking baby. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's creating new yeah. life. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's and it's very it's a lot of receiving as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the feminine energy is more flow. Just imagine, mm-hmm. imagine. Um, yeah, I'm starting to like. Ima- you're totally. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine a, a tango dancers mm. where the man is extremely assertive and he's like foot down, hand out, like dance into this. Posture's really tall. Posture's tight. Yeah. And the, fem- the, the, the feminine element of that is just flowing around him and leaning back into his arm, which is strong and ready to catch her. It's, it's a perfect balance of, of masculine and feminine, or, or both maybe extremes of it. Mm-hmm. So thinking of it in that way, sense of masculine and feminine. Yeah. Um, but for, for men to become more in touch, uh, I mean, a beautiful masculine practice that will feel comfortable is meditation. Mm-hmm. To simply sit with yourself. And in that, as we're talking about opening wounds, and when you sit quietly with your with yourself and you quiet your mind and you quiet your mind and you quiet your mind, like your shit comes up. And that monkey mind is all the mess that you're in. And all that stuff that you can't quiet are all those things you gotta work through. So get to work in practicing that. Mm-hmm. Feel, try this. Sit in meditation. Place one hand on your belly and one hand on your heart and just feel your body. It might seem stupid. Go lock yourself in a room somewhere where nobody can see you. Sit in your truck. Sit in your big truck. It's lifted. Nobody can see you in there. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Put a hand on your heart. Put a hand on your belly. Breathe into it and feel it. Feel your body. Realize that that's you. Realize that those sensations that you're having are coming from your thoughts. 
and they are connected and your body is okay and it's a safe to be in and you don't have to go work out and get big muscles and do all the things. Like you're just safe as you are. You're in that perfect process. So just practice feeling it and just realize like, oh wow, that's, that's me having these sensations. We're so disconnected from our bodies. We're so disconnected from that experience and that's why we numb out and that's why we run to suppress with food and drinking and sex and drugs and riding motorcycles fast and getting the next adrenaline rush. Like you're just dulling out, you're numbing out. And so just try to get in touch with your body a little bit. So there's a, there's a masculine and feminine practice together to sit still and quietly with your pain you know what? Maybe you'll feel that pain in your gut. Put your hand on it. Feel it in more than one way, like tactically and energetically. And just kind of get in touch with yourself. Get a little gentle. Get okay with maybe feeling something. That's a good start. Mm -hmm. That's great. Do you think that... I know for women, there's a strong belief that we're not enough. And it's my belief that men often experience a very similar, you know, underlying condition belief. Would you say that's true? Yeah, it's probably worse. Because they're feeling that, but they don't even know that they're feeling that. Mm. And they just dull it. Mm. So it's like putting it on everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. make me enough. And I'm going to get all mad. And, and I'm going mm. to posture bigger. I will hold my shoulders higher. I will lift my truck higher. I will buy a more expensive house. I will be more successful at work. Like, validate me. They don't even know that they're, they're not feeling that. Like, they're not even at that point yet. Where did you notice um, that you were receiving just signs to move inward? I know you mentioned, like, the place that you got to where you really had the opportunity to just sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. But where do you feel like that invitation came from where you were like, I need to go inward and I, you know, I need to make a change? Yeah, I, I sort of just figured it out. Yeah. I was just reading and meditating a lot. Yeah, I, I came naturally. Yeah, I didn't have any... I, and that, You can figure all this out. Like, You don't have to listen to anybody. Don't listen to me, by the way. I mean, this is a bunch <laughs> of bullshit. This is literally just my ego saying the things that work for me. If it yeah. resonates for you, like, cool, do it. If yeah. you don't like it, like, that's fine. Tell me to fuck off and go do something else. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Like, this is all my ego trying yeah. to explain things. Yeah. This means nothing, mm. right? But I, I, I just kind of figured it out. I really went solo. I really went like just lone wolf and and I didn't even know how to talk to anybody. And I just, I didn't even know what a healer was. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I just knew that I, something was up and I, and I kind of found a little peace in meditating and that grew and grew. And then through that becoming self-aware and then searching books and searching knowledge and, and learning and really, really, really like digging deep into books and stuff. One, one that just came to mind was one that hit me early on in my journey, which was really good. Um, Sue Johnson, it's called Love Sense. And she explains how we have been conditioned to receive and to love on a very like scientific level. Like that mm. really connected with me. Because I was in this, like, trying to figure it out, didn't know what was up. And I read this book, and I was like, hmm, science. Oh, hello. You know, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the spreadsheet, you know? Love Sense, yeah. And it's just called Love Sense by Sue Johnson. Honestly, anybody anybody wants to read that book, and and, and it's so revealing about how your parents loved you and the conditioning you have Mm -hmm. and how you receive love and how you give love and things. And it's just, just, it was a beautiful book. That comes, like, strongly to mind, so... 
throw that in your Audible or buy it and read it because it's a good one. And that'll, that'll teach you like, oh, wow, well, okay, that's kind of why I feel that way. It's, it's very revealing and it's very scientific and it's great. Okay. So, um, but that, yeah, that, it was things like that. I, it was like this progressive journey. And it was, it was stuff like coming out of this, you know, 11-year marriage and being 38 and, and having realized, and then getting, you know, being basically like high school sweetheart. We had dated for many years on and off and I didn't, hadn't really had any other partners and we got married and, and I didn't know anything. And I was like, I came out of that and with the mindset of, oh, I'm married now, so I got I need to go get married again, you know, kind yeah. of thing like that. And yeah, I was like, well, I need sure. to go date. And it was this very like masculine, like tactical, well, I guess I need to go date. Did I really want to? Like, were you ready to? I don't know yeah. if I wanted to or not. I just thought it was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And so realizing in that space of having everything fail and realizing I have no idea what I'm doing. God, I, I was telling something about this other day. I wish I had my search engine history from that time in my life. It would have been fucking hilarious. Like, a memoir. It's like, <laughs> tap, 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 what are girls? You know? <laughs> like, it was Trying really, to find all the answers. it was really like, how do you date? I'm sure I searched that. Yeah. Like, how do you date women? I'm sure I searched something like that. Like, something that stupid. We you know are, what I mean? We are not simple. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. No, that's not. And I had no idea. So what the I was Google doing. search was valid. Yeah, actually, everybody, everybody, all dudes out there, do this. Google search. How to women. You know, whatever you want to put in yeah. there, because you're, you're not going to ever find it out, because they are flow, and they are the sky, and they are ever-changing, because we love that. And that's feminine flow, so just let them go run around and be crazy. It's fine. You love all the other stuff about it. Don't hate that end of the spectrum. Like, let them be. It's good. <laughs> So feel so I think I learned some more like emotional availability, emotional um, uh, intelligence through r- researching dating. Yeah. And, and um, what is the, maybe it's called uh, models, I think. Uh, no, oh, that's a good one on, on dating and things like that if you're, if you're wondering. Uh, but I, I remember it talking about, um, you know, actually being vulnerable with your feelings or how you might feel about something. And I was like, oh, it seems a little weird, but I'm going to try that, you know? What does and that like, look like, that vulnerability? To maybe speak your truth, like you're talking about, like how men, like, hey, like how, do, how can we hold men? Yeah. So like, I'm like hurting right now. Yeah. Like... I, like I'm like coming home from work and instead of just turning on the TV and numbing out being like man that was a tough one and, and your woman will catch you mm-hmm. like if you're really truly in that space of vulnerability and I mean assuming you're you're not in some shit relationship and, right. and you're trying to make it work and you're both in it and nobody's checked out that like your, your, your woman is going to love that for you to come home and say like that was brutal and I don't even like know who I am right now yeah can I have a hug yeah you know we we love holding the space yeah and it's like open into that like you're safe to do that Mm -hmm. like you like your 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 partner's gonna be nothing but 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 receptive to that like it's going to turn them on like yeah I don't know it's gonna be fully yeah it's like oh my god his feelings like get your feelings right get them out there guys like they're in touch with their feelings hot yeah, super hot Points. right now. Yeah, totally. So it's like we just you know we get conditioned poorly. Yeah, and, and I mean really just get it. Yeah, get in there with your feelings. Like they're not they're not bad. Yeah, and the only the only person that's judging you for them is you. What other ways can men get into their bodies? Mm. You know when I before I 
learned, I mean, anything. I had no idea what I was doing with the nervous <laughs> system and stuff. I would go shoot guns, and I love to go shoot like a large caliber gun in an indoor range. <laughs> because the concussion like shocked my, it was like funk in my whole nervous system. And it was like, it zenned me out. Wow. I would go shoot a game of trap with, you know, shotgun. You shoot a bunch of yeah. 12 gauge rounds. And and I was like zen out afterwards. Because it was like this kinetic input blasted through all of the blockages in my nervous system. And it actually like let me feel something a little mm. bit. I was like, oh, I feel at peace. I remember I was working out in the morning with these like crazy ass Navy SEAL dudes. And there's this like friends group out where I lived. And we'd meet up all early. And we'd throw a medicine ball back and forth. And God, I loved it. So slam, I was like, dude, hit me again. And just slammed to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> just back and forth. Just like, oh, like, oh. You know, and I would, afterwards I would be like, wow, I feel, I feel so like, Relax. Like something in my nervous system. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was like riding a Harley around with a big loud exhaust. And it was just like. And after a big long ride I would be like. Wow I feel okay. Yeah. You know it was like the silliest yeah. thing. You know it was like very like. Gorilla kind of stuff. You know and that's great. No, nothing wrong with that. I still kind of want to. Yeah. Get a Harley again. Just like so go As wheelie. Wheelie it around. And have a good time. Um, but it's funny now. I, now I've, I've, I've practiced so much. Clearing and, and meditation and getting really in touch with my nervous system and the sensations in my body that actually it's like kind of a big loud Harley exhaust is a little offensive to me when before mm. it's like I loved it. So I you would say meditation. It. Yeah, meditation is beautiful, beautiful practice to get in that. But that's yeah, getting yeah. As I was saying in the, the, like before doing something, I had to have these like big kinetic inputs. So sure. maybe find something that is a kinetic input. To shock your nervous system a little bit. You know, go box with somebody for a mm. little bit, then sit and meditate. Mm. Go work out with a medicine ball, then sit and meditate. Like, open that nervous system it's up. Let advice. yourself feel something. Go ride your Harley, then sit and meditate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. be like, I'm intentionally going to feel something. Go shoot some guns, then sit and meditate. Yeah. You know, something like that. Maybe sit and meditate in your truck after you shoot your guns and ride your Harley, and then put your hand on your, put your, hand on your belly. <laughs> And your heart and feel it. <laughs> feel it. Like you're okay to feel. Yeah. But that, that stuff really does, like, that's why guys are kind of drawn to these, like, kind of brutally things. Like, it opens up something in that nervous system that we don't know how to open up. Yeah. And we feel something all of a sudden, and, and that's why we like those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's amazing advice. As we kind of close up, um, do you just have any, like, last pieces of just encouragement to mm. men? gonna leave it open man i mean I, I will go right back to that you are so safe mm -hmm. and you are so good to be you and the more authentic you are with you and who you are in your power in the desires of your heart the more authentic you are with those and the more true you are to those the more you will bring your gift to the world the more people will absolutely love you you will be accepted the people that are going to hate on you for being your truth whatever that is are kind of probably dicks anyway and they're only yelling at you and they're only they're only upset because you're doing something that they want to do and that is authenticity and that is something that is true to you and they see that in you and they say no 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 get back in line with the rest of us you can't be free so go be free and be the example of strength for the other men Go find what you love. You don't have to do all the things you're doing if you don't like them. You don't have to do all of the modalities and all the stupid shit you're doing. If something doesn't feel good, don't do it. 
Be free, be true to yourself, be authentic, because that's what really people like. That is truly what gets through to the world. Just be your true self. You are safe to do that. You are safe to feel. You are safe to be you. And you are absolutely perfect in the process you're in. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for opening up this discussion. I think it's so needed with, with mm, men. So needed. Yeah. And just, I think personally, like it's one of my intents to just continue to, to offer more resources for men and introduce men to people like you who are so expansive and ha- have so much to offer others, men and women alike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, are you offering any like services right now? Where can people find you? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, I'd love to, if any guys are out there listening to this and they're like, I, I feel that I'd love to work with you. I, I'd happily do emotional alchemy sessions. I have a co- a program called emotional mechanics, which is kind of what came to me in, in a lot of deep meditation of how I learned to work through my emotions. And oh, you'll love it. It's very analytical and, and it's kind of this nerdy mechanical way of getting down deep in your emotions and learning to feel something so if you're a dude out there and, and and this is resonating with you like hit me up you can find me just just daniel tyak on instagram is probably the easiest way to get me it's just daniel last name is tyak t-y-a-c-k you probably have it in the podcast yeah notes. put it in the description and i haven't been doing the old tiktok lately with all sorts of... Uh, Don't sleep on it. <laughs> philosophy videos and a lot right. of advice on like kind of what I've learned. I, I'm putting a lot more content on there because that one's just easy to... I, you put too much content on Instagram and people stop watching. But TikTok's all about just blasting it. So I'm just been, I've been kind of brain dumping all the philosophy on there. And there's a ton of videos on there. And a ton of real quick kind of tips and things like that for for breaking in on that inside world and, and becoming free uh, but yeah if you if you're out there and you, you you're digging anything going on in this conversation and you want to be free like man i've been there i, I will f- i feel your pain i know it uh, i'm in it i no problem like i'll walk you right through that mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard and you think you're hard try getting in touch with your emotions you little bitch get after <laughs> it <laughs> Way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta speak to them where they're at. Yeah. Come on, you know? No, I hear you. I honor it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for you, but also just like your commitment to your own self acceptance because inevitably it encourages others to do the same. And yeah. that's a domino effect. And yeah. that's how we create change in our world. So yeah. thank I, you. And I, I, that's why I put myself out there. Thank mm. you for that. Honor you in this podcast. A beautiful thing. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being here. That was episode number five with Daniel Tyak. You can find him at Daniel Tyak on Instagram and myself at Elevate with Ellie Styles. Send us a message, uh, any questions, comments, happy to receive, happy to discuss. Um, but I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will see you for the next episode.